How you guys doing out there today? We're uh, welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host Alex Churchwagon, and it's a cold one, strangely enough, down here in Florida today, where the temperature is going to touch to 30 degrees on the West Coast, and I believe in the peninsula and even parts of like New Orleans and which is Louisiana, they're actually seeing snow, which is kind of crazy because these are all the warmest places in the country. So if we're cold. I wonder how the rest of the country's doing. Now, I don't have to wonder. You just turn on the news and you see snowstorms. And I hope everybody's safe and I hope everybody gets through this because it's kind of scary sometimes, especially people drive a little crazy, the ropes are a little slippery, so kids screaming at you in the back seat. All this stuff taken into account because that's how it works. That's just the way life is. So, welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host, Alex, and we're in a really good series right now. I got some mailbag questions um, I don't know, weeks back, and they're all hitting the same themes of like, where do you find your investments? And so then I started kind of doing a debrief in my, my thought process of how do you find investments? And there's multiple ways, multiple strategies. We went through a few different approaches on like a common sense approach. How do you just go through a day? Like what are all the products and services you interact with? There's ways of using a stock screener. There's breaking down like an ETF of something like, okay, what are the top companies in an ETF, which is an exchange traded fund, which is a basket of stocks. Works like a mutual fund, much better by the way. And then we started talking about paid research. Uh, If you're paying for research, whether it be a professional analyst or you're doing your own research where you have to buy materials. And then last week we started touching on the paid research into a couple authors that I really enjoy reading because they don't write to get rich. They just write because they're just great researchers and they just are documenting everything they're doing and they're profiting off it. And they're going to give that information to me and you. Not free, but it's not expensive either. We're talking about like $10, $20 for a book that could make you thousands of dollars. And I'm going to go through one of those books tonight, which is what I talked about last week. But before we jump into that, if you guys have questions or comments, feedback to the show, alex.richwagon at gmail.com, website alexrichwagon.com. So before further ado, let's go ahead and cue the music. All right, now let's uh, let's go ahead and get started. Two authors that I wanted to talk about tonight is um, Jim Mellon and Al Chalabi, Chalabi, one of those two, and they wrote they're writing a series of books which comes out every other year or so. I've been following them. I've been I would say privileged enough to get inside their writing fast enough, and they write about future trends, future trends of could be robotics, artificial intelligence. And I want to take you through one of the books that I read years ago that was published in 2012. And the book was called Cracking the Code. What's interesting about these books is if you if you looked up these books on Amazon, they might have something like 5, 10, 15 reviews, 20 tops. 
but their writing is so good. They just don't market it very well, which is kind of a flaw because I think a lot of people could benefit from the writing. And so cracking the code, I'm just gonna go back to the front page. I've got a copy here. It's all about the, the biotech revolution and how it's transforming lives and most importantly, generate fortunes for people just like me and you that can benefit from this kind of information. So I read this book years ago. I took my notes and I wanted to kind of revisit a little bit to bring you in and say, here's something what I did. You could easily do the same thing. They just wrote another one. We're gonna talk about, again, cracking the code as a historical, how did they do with their investment strategies? What kind of stocks do they recommend? What did I learn from it? And how could you get through it? Now, give you full disclosure, this is a hard read to go through because it goes through a lot of medical technical information about diseases and how robotics work, how you graft a, um, you know, like if you burned your arm and then you've got to get like a skin graft. They talk about the company's technologies behind that, but the intricate details that can get a little heavy as well. So that's my full disclosure. But again, if I can make through the book, so can you. It's not overly complicated if you really put your mind to it and just kind of push forward. I want to talk about a few of the chapters, and then I want to talk about some of the stock investments and some of the returns and how I started learning about these fields that I knew nothing about. Because again, I found some authors that I trust. I love their writing style, and it's all up to me to go through not only find the companies, but then look at their how the companies run, look at their management team, how the stock's been doing, do some do some analysis, whether it be technical or fundamental. Um, as a reminder, technical analysis is looking at stock charts and how is a stock trading over certain periods of time. Is it an upward trend, a downward trend, sideways? It's like it's gonna break out. Fundamental analysis is really understanding the balance sheet, understanding everything that the company does. And then there's also like trend analysis, like if you're talking about medical, do they have something in a pipeline that's gonna go live, go to phase three or go to market trials that's gonna explode? Those are the kind of things that you have to look for and make all, all that stuff together and make sense out of it. So a couple of the chapters that stood out to me were curing diseases, and this went into major diseases in everybody's life. Um, not everybody, but like, you know, the, the main ones that cause human death of HIV, um, heart disease, um, cancer, diabetes, things like that. Another one that I thought was interesting was um, robotics and nan nanotechnology. That got me really into the robotics portion and kind of tipped me off to get my portfolio started in there. I can talk about where I went with that. And then disruptive influences among health, turning the back the clock on stem cell research. This is where a lot of technology and research has been done in the area of uh, CRISPR, which is like gene editing technology. All these were really, really cool to me. So those are the kind of main chapters that I, I went through. Now I wanna tell you the things that I wrote down, I learned. So every time that I wanna understand a company, I really wanna understand what does a company do? How do they make money? And how are they looking at future ways of making money, future catalysts? So when I started researching all this information, I thought, hey, this could be really interesting. And they gave, the, the authors gave some ideas of here's like a conservative portfolio, here's more of a speculative, and here's a highly speculative one. And then here's, you know, maybe make some picks out of there and then buy them and see what happens. 
I made some money on, the, on these things. Um, I did, you know, pretty well. And um, I want you guys to do the same thing. So some of the ones I learned about, again, was some of the companies that are behind um, really good cancer research. These uh, companies were like Curis, um, Arrowhead. Um, let me look through these right here. And uh, Isis Pharma. And what was really interesting is like seeing a company that they had diagnosed really early on, wrote about it, and then a few years, it's up like tremendous amount of money. It's like the last one I mentioned, um, Isis Pharma, which um, when I wrote a, when I first started studying it, their stock was in August of 2012. Stock symbol was ISIS, was around twelve dollars, and then years later, I think it was. Actually, no, only a year later, the stock was jumped all the way to $67, which is almost 500% return on your money. Like, that was really cool to see. Um, I had Mako Surgical, which Mako Surgical is a company that they develop medical devices for robotic surgery. Anybody knows that, anybody that's had surgery lately, and if you've seen more of the cutting edge surgery, there's a lot of company, a lot of hospitals are going towards doctors being able to use precision tools, robotics, to guide the robots into making incisions and doing more of the surgery portion because it speeds up recovery. There's a lot less chance of defects because the actual surgeon's not touching with their hands or using a robotics hands. It's really cool. There's a company called Intuitive Surgical that's behind that. They've been tremendous, tremendous growth. I think they were growing like 80% last year. But when I bring that up, that's what I mean by like robotic surgery is the medical devices that are powering that surgery. That was Mako Surgical. They had a tremendous run. They got bought out. A lot of these smaller names, they get bought out by the big dogs because all these big companies that need to replace their pipeline of drugs that are going to expire from patent. Guess what? The gravy train's over. It's going to go into a, um, a generic drug. And then they need to find the next big thing. So they go around and buying up these small companies, partnering up with them. So that way they can keep their gravy train going, if you will. So again, just to kind of think about some of the stuff, I mentioned a few of these names. Um, a couple other big names that were mentioned in the book that did really well did really well at the same time, like um, Biogen. I didn't know really anything about Biogen. Stock symbol is B-I-B-B. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. B-I-I-B. Got that wrong. And they focused on um, some of their biggest uh, conditions they were focusing on was MS, um, Hodgkin's, and uh, lymphoma. Another one you might heard is uh, like Pfizer. Pfizer um, focusing on cholesterol, arthritis, um, anti-inflammatory. Um, they, you know, big marketed for Viagra, which is about to come off patent very soon. But those two alone, if you had invested in those two alone, you would have made at least 100% of your money just in those two guys. And those are very leading companies in this space today. Um, Amgen, Amgen has a lot of products around arthritis, um, anemia, white blood cell, white blood cell production. They more than doubled in the five years since, which great numbers, by the way, like you kind of start thinking about these stuff. These are not, these are household names that I didn't know what they were doing, what their pipeline looked like. And this book really spoke to me of like, oh, I should really research this stuff. Like these are all the next big generations. And these are even with how biotech got murdered about a year or so ago. 
once um, I believe it was uh, Hillary Clinton started t- 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 tweeting out about drug prices and how skyrocketed they were. So even with that, these companies were still up huge amounts. But the, for every one of those, there's these huge other ones. Like I, I found one called um, Pharmacyclics, which the stock symbol at the time was PCYC, and it was bought out. I started starting them. Their stock price was like fifty-seven dollars. It was bought out at two sixty. It's five times your money just by doing some research and figuring out. Hey, if I put some speculative investments out on some of these names, I know what they're doing. These are really cool stories to see. I want to see this last one real quick. Just on the fly. It's called um, REGN Regeneron. Great story on this one. This one, I think I started studying it at 133. Years later, it's up in the 500s. It's come back down to the 370s range. But again, more than two times your money. You could have you cashed out of it at four times your money. And these are the kind of things that you can find by looking at paid research, which again, $10, $20 books, well worth it. You've got to do the research and you've got to kind of put some money behind it. But the information is out there. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm encouraging um, folks like you guys to do. What I want to do next week is I want to talk about another one of their books, which is um, it was called Fast Forward, and some of the future trends that they saw there. And then also they wrote another one about um, what was the next one they wrote? Off to off to double check on the last name, but um, just actually let me do it. Check on the fly real quick, just in case you want you're curious about this. I want to make sure I get this right. The book is called Juvenescence. And juvenescence is around the age of longevity and all of these Silicon Valley elites that have exploring the space of longevity and how to live forever and how to do some stem cell uh, gene editing research, gene editing procedures in order to keep their livelihood up and make sure they live in a very long life. Like that's really cool. Like future, like what are the things like you haven't, they haven't even thought of? These guys are researching the companies. I love it. And I want to bring that information to you because that's what this podcast is about, is getting you generating ideas, get you thinking about the future. But also, go back and listen to other episodes. If this gets too advanced as far as topic, listed out so many other companies that you could have looked at as far as a low-cost dividend reinvestment plan to invest something like $50 a month. But this was a topic came up mailbags. I want to make sure I serve the audience, serve you guys. This show's about you and giving back to you as well. So that's what the show's been about. And um, getting, I said, understanding some of these books that I've been reading in order to relay what this research looks like and give you other ideas to think about. Before we jump off, I did mention the thing about robotics, and which is a really good story here. So when I was going through, I'll make sure I, what was iRobot? I think I had that one in my list here. Yep, $88. So when I first started reading the information here in this first book, which is about biotech, but did touch upon, let me just say like robotic, um, robot, um, robotic, sorry, robotic like dogs or servants or things that could help um, older generations with simple tasks around the house, remember their medication, providing some kind of companionship because the robotics are getting so much more advanced nowadays. But behind one of the main companies there was called iRobot. And I didn't really know about it too much until I read the book. Stock was trading around the $23 mark. Today, it's up to $88. That's four times, 400% growth in 
about what five years since I read the book. One more play on the on the robotics is um, there's an ETF which I need to break down because I thought about this as well, and it's called uh, Robo R O B O, and that's an exchange traded fund of robotic and artificial intelligent companies. There's not a lot of these. Comp not a lot of these um, specialty ETFs out there, but this is definitely one that I really, really liked, and I thought it was something to get involved with. And so far, I've not been disappointed at all. Just looking back over the past year, they had a 52% growth, and then in the past five years, an 81% growth, and that's the ETF symbol Robo. But again, I would have never known that until until I went and researched this information and kind of found out for myself where all the robotics money was flowing into. And we can talk about that stuff too. So again, quick recap. This this uh, segment next week's couple week segment is going to be around these books that I'm reading. And how do you profit from them? How do you look for the research and how do, where do you find these information? This one was around biotech. Next week we're going to talk about information that I learned in Fast Forward. And I'll talk to you about the different sections, the books, and what kind of investments I found out of there and how I've been profiting from it because I feel like you could do the same thing. If you have any questions about the show, feedback, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. And that's a G-E-N at the end of, the, end of Richwagon, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. I hope you guys are off to a fantastic new year. You're ahead of your goals and your resolutions. And I will see you next week. Take care. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.